welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright wrote that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. I'm Reg Clay, and uh, Craig Dickerson is here. Craig, how you doing? I'm doing good, Reg. Hello. Hey, it's September 23, a wonderful Saturday morning. Yeah. And, um, and away we go. Fall is, we go. Fall <laughs> is here. Summer is gone. Yeah, exactly. I'll uh, open us up in prayer. I think it's my turn now. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful uh, Saturday morning. We uh, ask that you bless us as we go into the scriptures and and uh, talk of, of your word. We pray that you guide us and you help us find a greater understanding to your teachings and that you connect, uh, that our words will connect with someone who is listening to this podcast and uh, brighten uh, their day and strengthen their faith in God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. <laughs> so, yeah, how, how's your week? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's been, it went by quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you were telling me it was better than uh, the last week. <laughs> better than last week. Yeah. A little challenging last week. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's but good. But that's okay, you know. Yeah. You know, you got to get creative when that happens. <laughs> you know? That, that's exactly right. You know? You've been creative all week. You've been uh, working, yeah. working on your, your musical. and. Uh, yeah, yeah, the musical, and uh, there's work, and there's also the the yay, the other podcast that I have. So it's good to be busy. So yeah. I think it's, you know, um, I think one pastor said, you know, God gives you gifts and blessings. You know, you could either use it or lose it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, let go of all the all the other stuff and bring in all the good stuff. That's man. exactly right. That's right. And as far as bad times, you know, there's an old Negro spiritual trouble never lasts always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of that other one. Uh, 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 Reverend Catherine, who mm-hmm. is getting ready to celebrate a big birthday, she's uh, involved in our. Yeah, you our told church. me about that. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, but uh, she, I was telling her we were using the James Cleveland song for our yeah a little opening thing yeah hallelujah and uh she said peace be still was one of her favorites oh yeah that now that's another one that's do, another nice you, one do you know that one yeah peace be still uh, yeah. i don't know all of it but it's I know like it's a choral work yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're gonna jump into looks like matthew 20th chapter yeah first I, go ahead I, yeah yeah matthew 20 mm-hmm. uh verses 1 through 16 and this is a. Uh, this is another parable. We've been skipping along with Matthew yeah. <laughs> for a couple of weeks now. We still are. But these are Christ's parables to his disciples uh, right before he kind of like lays the big heavy on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this is a very nice one. When you texted me this, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Okay. Yeah. So here it is. This is I'm reading from the NIV version, Matthew 20th chapter, 1st through 16th verse. This is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. 
About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers were hired about the eleventh hour. The workers who were hired at about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. And there it is, Matthew 20, chapter 1 through 16. Yes. Powerful. The joke and the punchline all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I was also saw in brackets and when I was looking at this is God the lousy bookkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, and we were talking when we had breakfast today. It's interesting, the last couple of times that we've talked, it's been about money. There's a lot of parables about money. Yeah. Uh, uh, Christ was teaching a lot of parables about money to the disciples. I mean, they gave up everything to follow him. They yeah. gave up their, you know, their security, you know, for themselves, for the families that they left. Yeah. Um, they w- walked around with, you know, barely the clothes on their back. Right. And so to talk about money was something they could relate to or lack of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, having having been, a, you know, mm-hmm. fairly secure, I guess. Yeah. At one point and then, you know, in this world where who knows what happens next. Right. Right. So these parables were something they could go like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. So it's a. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like I was saying, you know, I think in church, whenever, you know, comes around the conversation of money, it kind of everybody pays attention. It, it's, <laughs> it appears to be one of those things. That if you ask someone, what are the what are the things that stresses you out the most? Oh, yeah. Sure, there's physical pain. And of course, if someone, let's say, has a debilitating illness like cancer or whatever, that's something. Well, let's say a relationship. But invariably, it always revolves around money. Yeah, it's a it's a hot topic. Yeah, <laughs> and something that we can all relate to. But you can mm-hmm. you can see uh, these particular you know mm-hmm. parables are, are working. Yeah, you know as we talk about them and you know as we've been progressing through Matthew. Right. It, they they're starting to become effective. Yeah, you're I taking mean, this very metaphysical, eternal world, right, which is idealized by Christ, right, and putting it into the hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. Of these folks who you know are trying to unravel it, unpack it, right, as it comes to them. Because when you think of the the you know God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, 
I mean, the scope is just so, so big. It's eternal. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, we talk about the peace that passeth all understanding. We talk about imagining a world that you can't imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, these are paradoxes. And uh, and <laughs> the hilarious thing is the disciples are trying to unpack it, unravel it mm-hmm. as it's happening to them. Right. I mean, when you look at these scriptures, and a lot of thing, a lot of times I have to mm-hmm. tell myself, I have to take the little, uh, okay, let's let's get our drone, our imaginary drone, and and zoom out, you know, you know, thirty thousand feet, and understand that these, you know, these things were written afterwards. They were yeah. they were recounting, and then you have scribes, and for hundreds of years afterwards, yeah. you know. You know, retelling, reinterpreting. So we're seeing, we have to see things from a very, very, you know, far away distance. Right, in, right, exactly. In order to get close to it, and that's a paradox too. That's, I guess, why, you know, here we are in 2017, mm-hmm. you know. Sti- still still, still <laughs> looking over what was written <laughs> back in 400. Still trying, still trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. But, and that's the wonderful thing. I mean, I think in Hebrews it talks about the Word of, the, of God or, the, you know, the Bible still being living and active mm-hmm. because it's still relevant. It still relates to us, whether it be 10,000 talents mm-hmm. or the denarii or, you know, what we're, you know, what we deal with right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's special about, you know, Matthew, I mean, this, what we've just read, and we've talked about how there's some Christians who feel, hey, I've been a Christian, I've been at this church for 20 years, 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a, you know, and there's like a hierarchy mm-hmm. of Christianity. I'm mm-hmm. a better Christian than you are or something like that. Yeah. Um, and we think of it as if it were like jobs. Like I work, you know, I work at my office for 20 years, and mm-hmm. after a while, you know, you get your pension, your retirement, and... uh and you you know you move up the steps and you know there are rewards mm-hmm. for being around for a long time. Yeah. Now that's in the you you have to be careful not to apply the world um, way of looking at things to the word because obviously you know God does not think of one Christian being more valuable than another Christian. No, um, but we we do in our, our lives because mm-hmm. our lives are finite they have right. they have a we're born and we die and it's sort of like that uh, when that per- that person is like i've been coming here for 20 years yeah tithing and <laughs> here's this little kid and he gets to be baptized right what's he done <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> you know yeah and uh but the last shall be first and the first shall be last yeah which is a wonderful thing it's it makes you feel good about uh well uh, if not this life, the the life beyond this life, the eternal life. Mm-hmm. But but it can it, it can work in this world too. Yeah, I really think you know, even though it does seem absurd, yeah, uh, it can work in this world too. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about um, hey, and I, you know, like we're talking today, like I really, you know, I, I, I want your week to go better. I want you to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, Reg, because when you feel good. I know it's going to make me feel good. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, you know it's going to raise. You know, it feeds. It's, yeah, it's, it's, we feed on each other. I mean, gonna, it's yeah. going to raise that water line, right? You know, yeah. and I think that you know, I think that Christ is trying to tell us that a denarii was like um, a day's wage. It was something everybody mm-hmm. deserved. Yeah, but uh, but even the ones who sat in that you know town square and waited all day long, yeah, you know, for any work whatsoever, right. You know, the fact that they, they were called, the fact that they, you know, had the opportunity mm-hmm. w- was, you know, and and then the, the reward, mm-hmm. you know, you know, 
made it made it all worthwhile for, yeah. for them. Yeah. And the other guys are grumbling because mm-hmm. it wasn't fair. I think that they're trying to say, but you're always going to have the grumblers. Sure. You know, you're always going to have the people who are like, oh, not fair, not fair. It's not right. right. It's right. not right. Right. And, <coughs> and that's just that's just the way this finite world is. You know, I have two thoughts about that. Number one, especially here in America, I mean, this is democracy, but it's also capitalism mm-hmm. where we place value on – you know, uh, certain things. I mean, you know, um, like in relationships, you know, a woman will probably won't go out with a man unless he has a car and, you know, he is of a certain status or whatever because she doesn't want to be pulled down or whatever. And we attach value to so many things. So it's very easy to approach Christianity or your your faith mm-hmm. in, in, in these terms. And so, you know, that's something we have to watch out for. But another thing, it's so wonderful to know that, you you know you can be 50 you could be 60 years old and still walk into church let's say you haven't been connected to god at all mm-hmm. at such a late age and you may think well gee i've been a sinner for such a long time i've been out of the mix for such a long time it's it's probably too late for me you know there have been people who have been you know following the words of god who have been baptized and who have been christians forever we also think in in, in terms of our society and what's fair and what's not. And yeah. It's very competitive. Sure. I mean, there's a competition. There's even competition between, you know, men and women who are who are married together or people in relationships right. together. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's like, ah, you know, you did that. You got your hair done. Well, I better get my yeah. done, too. Because we're, <laughs> we're always valuing. We're always putting a value on ourselves, and we're always judging ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we feel down if someone is, is doing better than, than we are. Yeah, but I think what I think of this parable, unlike a lot of the others, and we're talking about. I, I said I said to you when, mm-hmm. when I texted you about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So that's justice. Right, you know, right. And that takes on many many connotations. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now this week when we look at all the crazy injustice oh, that seems sure. to be rampant, both you know, in our government yeah. and, and worldwide, even. You know the kind of horror stories that people are having to endure in mm-hmm. Puerto Rico now, and yeah. and in you know other other parts of the world. You know mm-hmm. incredible injustice. Yeah, you know it seems like so unfair. Well, um, yeah, and and it's it's very hypocritical for Americans to talk about. Oh, you know, woe is me. You could be in Haiti right now, you know, or uh, the Dominican Republic, I should say, mm-hmm. who have been devastated by yet another hurricane. Oh, by the way, did you? I read on Slate magazine that um, there's a Christian group that thinks that you know the world's going to end <laughs> today. <laughs> today. today. Well, I'm not holding my breath. I'm, we're yeah. we're going to go on. <laughs> we're, st- we're still on. Yeah, if we're off the air, then you'll know why. As I say in Texas, hell or high water. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we do have a tendency of complaining, like, you know, some, if your latte is not done right or, you know. If, if <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Pishaw. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And, and we need to be, I, like I told you, God is not Santa Claus. I mean, of course, we can ask for things and we can say, oh, Lord, help me with my finances or whatever. But, yeah. you know, we have the God has given us the ability to to uh, to take care mm-hmm. of ourselves. I mean, not to separate ourselves from God, but he's given us all of the tools. And even as, as it, no matter what, how bad you may think things are right now, some other people are doing way, way, way worse. We should be thankful for, for what we have. Well, like I, was, like I was saying, you know, we think about these things in our finite terms, mm-hmm. you know, and in this parable it's about the morning, the afternoon, the evening. Yeah. And uh, these are all mortal, you know, 
ways of gauging time. Yeah. You know, that's the only way we can gauge time. We're, bo- we're born and, you know, we live, we die. Mm-hmm. But here in the, you know, it's one of the very first things, like I was saying, it's a little different from the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Is here is a very celebratory way of looking at it. It's mm-hmm. like in my world, in my perfect world, yeah. and this is a parable. This is not about earth. This mm-hmm. is about what happens in, you know, in, in, in my God's kingdom. Which is not where you guys are living, which is not where I'm mm-hmm. living right now with you. This yeah. is another reality. This is a different mm-hmm. form of reality, a different yeah. way of thinking. And this particular landowner mm-hmm. is going to pay the same thing to everybody. Right. He's going to love everyone the same way. Mm-hmm. He's going to call on each and every person, and mm-hmm. he may call them later in the day, or they may not hear it until mm-hmm. late in the day. Yeah. The day is their day. It's yeah. not his day. He's mm-hmm. eternal. He's infinite. Doesn't have, he doesn't follow the same rules. Mm-hmm. And these people are living in his world, mm-hmm. and they're trying to follow the mortal rules because yeah. that's who they are. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand, once you enter the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. your, your old rules do not apply. That's right. They're going to be perplexing and absurd mm-hmm. and unfair. Yeah. But everybody's going to get a denarius. Yeah. Everybody's going to get called. Yeah. And everybody's going to have the equal opportunity mm-hmm. to have the love and mm-hmm. and to work, you know, yeah, you know, for the for the devotion, mm-hmm. and and that's basically what he's saying, you know, to the disciples. And I think that's why, again, he's using the money thing because mm-hmm. they understand that money thing, right? He's saying, like, look, mm-hmm. you're all you you've got nothing to worry about mm-hmm. because it's been taken care of, yeah. It's been taken care of before you showed up that morning, mm-hmm. and it was taken care of when you waited around all afternoon. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's a f- um, when I think about that, when I first came in the uh, the DA's office, well, actually, just the the city and county government, you're given a classification and you're given steps, and the steps really is about money. It's like the first step is the first six months, and you're only going to get that much money or, or what have you. And I remember being so happy. It's like, wow, I got hired, and I don't have to run around and do the temp thing anymore, and I'm just so happy or whatever. There was one point where I became a little jealous because, you know, you talk to other folks like, hey, how much money are you making? Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot, I'm making, you know, this amount of that much. Whoa, wait a minute. What's going on? Good work, right? <laughs> right, or exactly. Similar, right? Yeah, or, or something similar. But, of course, I had to realize that I will reach that same level or whatever. I mean, I was being maybe a little bit greedy or whatever. But also I had totally forgotten that feeling of being grateful that I had a job. Oh. Just being grateful. <laughs> kind of kind – of Kind of step past that, all right? Exactly, that. and yeah. it reminds me so much of this verse here, where you know, it, it, in uh, verse one of Matthew twenty, they're looking for work and they're looking for the denarii mm-hmm. uh, so they can take care of their family, whatever. Yeah. And so when the master says, "Hey, you can work on my field," they're happy. Oh yeah! All of a sudden, their happiness—they they forget about that happiness mm-hmm. and the graciousness of the master when they hear about everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really a state of mind. I guess so. I guess yeah. you know it's, it's a lot like last week. You know, if you like that poor servant mm-hmm. who 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 decided to be vengeful, even though he was he was shown mercy. Right. You know, completely forgot. Right. What just happened. Right. You know, and I mean, would you rather not have the denarii at all? <laughs> yeah, would you rather? Yeah, would you rather? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a little less uh, you know mm-hmm. dire. These, yeah. these guys. I mean, they're just kind of grumbling. Mm-hmm. That's all. But, um, but I think uh, mm-hmm. I think what, what what I wanted to focus on a little bit, and, sure. and we could 
go on because I think this will help us a lot. Yeah. Is that, you know, we got we got to apply this to our lives. And last week, mm-hmm. I, I, went, I think I went on a little bit too long. Oh, no, about, I don't think so. About, well, mm-hmm. I mean, about the, well, here's all this stuff to tell us how to forgive and live our lives. But it doesn't say how. It doesn't say how to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of how here. Yeah, you know, this is sort of mm-hmm. this is sort of a little bit easier for me to embrace and not get so oh, sure. you know fashemmeled about it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but so what do you have there? Well, you know, you know, when when you were talking about our pride and we're mm-hmm. talking about our envy, yeah, and it, and and hardness, mm-hmm. you know. What this parable does is it hits that with just the enormous joy and just just the presence of mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know of of being in you know fulfilled yeah regardless of whether you're grumbling or bitter or whether you feel like you got something that you probably didn't deserve mm-hmm. they, you know like maybe the people who got there. You know, late in the afternoon, worked an hour, and got all day's wage. I mean, they probably mm-hmm. be like, "Gee, that's I don't know, how mm-hmm. they, they, like they got away with something." Right, right. And they think like the, you know, there's some kind of miracle that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, it's it's all it's all about looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, you got to look at yourself honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to look at yourself lovingly. Yeah, and then and then you have to understand that that's the way you're being looked at <coughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I think Christ is always looking at us lovingly, yeah, and always looking at us honestly, yeah. Like, I know you, mm-hmm. I know who you are, I know what you're capable of. I've never st- turned away. Mm-hmm. You've turned away. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. all you have to do is turn back, right? You know, look back and. And it's the stuff in our lives, mm-hmm. the the worries, yeah, the daily stuff, right, uh, right, that that bogs us down, you know, and keeps us from being just filled with giddiness all the time, with mm-hmm. joy for mm-hmm. ourselves and others, yeah, you know, and and uh, and that's and and that stuff is a distraction, you know, telling the disciples to like give mm-hmm. up everything, yeah, give up their security, right, that's right everything yeah. they own, follow him. Mm-hmm. There was a reason for that because that was a distraction. Right. He knew it. He, he you know, Christ knew it right off the bat. He said, like, you know, mm-hmm. follow me. Mm-hmm. All that. You won't have time for it. You won't have pockets to put the put the money mm-hmm. in. Look, give up the pockets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take away the temptation. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Trust me, mm-hmm. believe me. All of that is just noise because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time. We've got a lot to do. Yeah, kind of thing. And we have a lot of noise into on our, our society now. You know, whether it be our cell phones or you know other things that oh, get in our way. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Well, I don't know what to say. Uh, the metaphor seems pretty clear to me. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to read this? Which one? Uh, oh, oh, the story. Yeah, not not the. Um, Let's see, because uh, you had read something. Um, what do you know about the words? Uh, Are you talking about the the uh, homily? Yeah, the homily. That that's. Oh like yeah, the, uh, this was shared with me by Father Justin, and uh, I don't know if I should read the whole thing because it's really long. But this is called the Paschal Homily of Saint John uh, Christomos, who was the Archbishop of Constantinople, and he mm-hmm. died like back in the fourth century AD, and this. This is was read has been read mm-hmm. as an Easter sermon mm-hmm. because it it is 
in essence, inviting um, everyone mm-hmm. to come and enjoy the feast, you know, of mm-hmm. Easter, the yeah. celebration of Christ being born again mm-hmm. after, you know, everyone's spent, you know, all this time, you know, mm-hmm. sacrificing and, yeah. and for Lent mm-hmm. and everything. So um, there was just a, this part here, which I thought had a lot to do, and it seems like it's drawn from the verse that we've been uh, yeah seems parallel we've been talking about it, but um, it says if if um, I'll I'll just read I'll start reading for the, from the first part okay so this is a liturgy of on the Sunday of the resurrection and it starts if any be a devout lover of God let him partake with gladness from this fair and radiant feast if any be a faithful servant let him enter rejoicing into the joy of his Lord if any have wearied himself with fasting, let him now enjoy his reward. If any have labored from the first hour, let him receive today his rightful due. If any have come after the third, let him celebrate the feast with thankfulness. If any have come after the sixth, let him be not be in doubt, for he will suffer no loss. If any have delayed until the ninth, let him not hesitate but draw near. If any have arrived only at the eleventh, let him not be afraid, because he comes so late. For the master is generous and accepts the last even as the first. He gives rest to him who comes at the eleventh hour, and the same was as him who has labored from the first. He accepts the dead and commends the intention. And it goes on. Mm-hmm. And, but, and, 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 it, and it kind of crescendos into this great celebration right. and, yeah. th- and thankfulness. That yeah, that it's clearly it's a, it's a rousing uh, sermon. Yeah. yeah, that all are here mm-hmm. and all are welcome, and yeah. no matter where you know you are on, mm-hmm. on your journey. Yeah. You know, when, when people think about equality, I mean, it, I think about um, the concept of, I guess, communism, where the worker, or, or where everyone is, is equal, no one's richer, and no one's poorer. Mm-hmm. And um, some may feel, well, this is a wonderful concept. Others may think from a capitalistic level, well, hey, if I've earned my money, if I've earned my ability to have a mansion or a house or a, a Lamborghini or whatever it is, then, yeah, you know, that's what it is. And you, you actually talked about uh, off mic, there are certain pastors who, who talk about that. Uh, what do they call them? Prosperity ministers i guess so yeah there's well you know like i said when i think we were talking we did talk about this yeah. at, at one point i don't know whether we were talking whether people heard it in these uh, podcasts or not but yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of need out there and it's not to say that there isn't a lot of need yeah you know there is but uh and some of these you know big mega churches uh Kind of prey upon the vulnerabilities of people. I think it was Joel Alstein. I think that we were talking about that. That particular guy in Houston. There's yeah. more. Yeah. That. I mean, he's just, he was just one that kind of yeah. well, made I mean, headlines. Yeah. You know? the, the whole televangelist thing. We were talking about how television, mm-hmm. when television became really, really popular in the 50s, it was created in the 30s, but it also sort of jump started the televangelist mm-hmm. uh, thing. Yeah. Where at first you had the, uh, the, the, the church, the tent, the tent. Why yeah. churches uh, and and a lot of the early televangelists kind of mimic these revival meetings, right? I mean, I'm, I grew up uh, because I wasn't I grew up in, tech, in northern Texas, mm-hmm. northeastern Texas. We were right next to, you know, 
one of the biggest, uh, which is Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is the the dynasty of Oral Roberts, now Oral Roberts Jr. Uh-huh. And Oral Roberts was uh, one of those old, bi- we call them Bible thumpers. Yeah. Because they would take the Bible and sit there, <laughs> boom, here, you know, right, yeah. This, yeah. you know, you know, fisted over their heads. Right, you know, to right, be right, yeah. And they would do, you know, and these, uh, and he would kind of, his service would kind of mimic these old revival meetings. He, mm-hmm. It'd be people, you know, with, you know, paralysis or whatever, and he would he would do faith healing. And yeah. Dancing and speaking in tongues, and you know all of the kind of spectacle sure. that you would expect. You know when you went to these tent revival meetings right. before television, yeah. he brought that whole show, mm-hmm. you know, to the airwaves. Yeah, and, and one of the problems with prosperity, the reason why I brought it up is there are some preachers like Joel Alstein and a couple of others um, who talk about well, money is the that that shows that you've been blessed by God, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. so and, and, you know, the, this is the definitive part of it, right? Right. Yeah. And I've always had a problem with that because you're still blessed, even if you don't have that much money. I mean, you know, let's say, what do you say about the homeless person? Are they not a Christian because they don't have any money? They're poor. I, I don't think that's the word of Jesus Christ. So I think we have to be very, very careful once again, not to hit the, hit the nail through, <laughs> through the wood, but, um, to be careful of, of thinking about wealth and, and really there should be inequality when it comes to Christianity. Um, your faith is not currency, I, I guess. Yeah, well, people are always looking for, a, you know, a, some kind of validation. Right. You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, one of the things they would, they would do, you know, when they pass the plate, mm-hmm. you know, at these particular uh, oh, sure. uh, revival meetings, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, then, and then onward, these like mega churches. Yeah. They remind everybody that, the you know, the money that they just asked for and received mm-hmm. is the, also the root of all evil. So they got to give it up right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it would work both ways. Right. It would work both ways really easily. You know, mm-hmm. and the pastor could just, like, flip it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. any, any time. You know? I remember one church I brought my sister. She, it was actually, um, it was a, I think it was a Baptist church, and... Uh, I swear they must have passed the plate at least four times. Four times? Yeah. Oh, man. As if they didn't. You were looking like, oh, now church, you know, God loves a given church. You know, we want to pass the plate around. And then Again. The place around. And the neighborhood was rather poor, so I understood why. Yeah. People just couldn't give. And the pastor was like, now, come on now. We can do better than that. Oh. Pass it around a little bit more. <laughs> and I, I was a little insulted. It was like, come on. You can't do this it's to It's like people. going to a concert and you, you know, getting like eight encores. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, um, you know, money. Um, you know, and, and it's obvious that Jesus is, is preaching this to the apostles to help them minister to the others. Yeah, well, like you mentioned, Apostle Paul. I think it was a letter to the Romans. We read we read last week. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of echoes this too, which is kind of funny. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's you know, there's so many you know themes that just keep you know churning and churning. You know, mm-hmm. from the different Old Testament and New Testament. You know, you can see, mm-hmm. but that's another. That's Paul Paul's letter to the Romans, which is like you read last week. Mm-hmm. I forget which verse. We can look it up if you want, but. Uh, um, but he, uh, he's basically, you know, telling them a lot, you know, mm-hmm. a lot like this, you know, like like what we we're echoing what we were saying today is that, uh, you know, you shouldn't discriminate between, uh, right. you know, someone who's different from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what this 
that's not what this new religion is about. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether a person fasts or whether a person eats. That's right. If or what, it, yeah. or whether you said whether a person is circumcised, not circumcised. Right. Even Paul even goes like into the well, some say some guy says it's a good day and another guy says it's a crappy day. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Right. Whatever happens, you know, they're all going to serve one God, mm-hmm. and if and you know they're all accepted whoever they are. So why should we judge? Right. You know, there's no reason because mm-hmm. there's only one judge. Yeah. There's only one Lord. Right. There's only one happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's equal to all of these people. That's exactly right. And you have to be careful of elevating yourself yeah. through Christianity, elevating yourself over, let's say, other people saying, "Oh, I'm a better." Christian, yeah. you know he's he's talking against that. You know we're all on the same level, the same plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and once we do start to, even even if our even if our hearts, even not outside, mm-hmm. and and this reminds me a lot of kind of what's topical this week and what seems to be kind of funny in a way. Mm-hmm. But even if our in our hearts, you know, if we start to judge, you know. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, it still turns us away, in a, in, you know, as as if we were doing it publicly. Sometimes I think it almost has the same amount of power. A lot of times we think if we keep something within ourselves, mm-hmm. we bottle it up, you know, mm-hmm. within ourselves, then and never manifest it in any kind of overt action or yeah. any kind of bad talk, mm-hmm. you know, then we've at least solved part of the problem. Oh, by hiding it. By hiding but, but it's but it's still there. I mean we talk about racism. Now sure, yeah, yeah. And undeniable racism. Yeah. But and then denied racism. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you know, I think that's what perplexes mm-hmm. people so much is because yes, you're not doing anything overt mm-hmm. but you're 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 silently allowing mm-hmm. you know Inequality to happen yeah. in the world, just passively mm-hmm. allowing it. Yeah, I mean, Paul talks in Hebrews about God, the Word of God, judging the thoughts and conditions of the heart. Mm-hmm. And where is your heart? I mean, what is the purpose? I, I mentioned intent beforehand on another podcast. When you, let's say, chastise someone, or if, let's say, if you have racism or whatever in your heart, something that you only know, even if you cover it up from someone else. What is your intent? I mean, what is your purpose as a Christian? Is it to distance yourself from from other things? And when we talk about Matthew 20, it's not just about the money. It's about equality. Well, it's it's about understanding, you know, Mm -hmm. understanding that equality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's very easy for the disciples to look at this and they're like, well, you know, we shouldn't grumble. Right. But you're going to. What you you need to do Mm -hmm. is open your heart. Right. Release yourself from that hatred mm-hmm. or that judgment right. of other people. You need to open your heart. Yeah. And you can't do it by yourself. Right. So I have to I have to draw you a diagram. That's what Christ is saying. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing you. I mean, I'm, oh, I am ripping open mm-hmm. this map to, you know, divinity. Right. And I'm showing it to you mm-hmm. because you can't do it by yourself. You know? Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to open one's heart by oneself. It happens. Yeah. But it's much easier to have fellowship. Exactly. To do so. And that was yeah. the, and that's the purpose I think of mm-hmm. why we're here, talking with each other. Sure. You know, making a 
making a podcast for others. It's mm-hmm. like this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of try and mimic what we've been, you know, shown here. Right. And see if mm-hmm. we can open our hearts yeah. as well. And, you know, Jesus is the way he communicates to his apostles through these parables. It sounds like he's saying, listen, this is how I want you to approach yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's like a new level of communication in a way I don't think the Pharisees had been communicating to. Well, you know, the Pharisees had a lot of rules. Yeah. And, and there was a reason for those rules. And, and, you know, the more time went on, the more rules there were. Yeah. And, and, and there were reasons for this because this is the way society was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, churning ahead towards progression, churning ahead towards goodness, mm-hmm. towards – Towards an end to evil, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and which is you can't argue. You know, that's that's perfectly legit. Mm-hmm. And as long as people are following a path of love and 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 you know brotherly love and self love, mm-hmm. you know, how can you argue with that? But this was radical. Yeah, this was kind of like we need a we need a fast pedal here. Yeah, how about Son of God? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man, that was the reason why you know he was brought to the earth to, to accelerate this. Yeah. And simplify it too, mm-hmm. and you know, to, and uh, that I don't know. I think it's it's football season, so I'm thinking about. It. Uh, there was, someone had talked about how they're the same members of a football team. Let's say with one coach who couldn't get the job done, all of a sudden they fire that person, get and bring another person in. <laughs> they're the same as that folks, but all of a sudden now the team is winning. Sometimes you just need a new voice, and Jesus was the new voice yeah, in, def- in the New Testament. Definitely, definitely. He would definitely fast pedal a lot of these, uh, you know. But he would refer to the the Old Testament because, you know, mm-hmm. he wanted, That's right. you know, because he, he, knew, he knew the context of the people he was speaking to. Right. Being people, he, you know, who grew up this way, mm-hmm. who understood this way. You were asking me earlier, it's like, when do you know you're a Christian? Yeah. Well, you know, my parents took me, dragged me to, right, dragged right. Me to church, and, mm-hmm. you know, they did. And, yeah. uh, you know, they told me I was. Right. <laughs> you right. know, because That's just right. like they told me I was, you know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I was this or that, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, we were talking earlier about why people are Christians. And, yeah, there's some who, well, my family's a Christian and I got to do it. And it's almost like peer pressure. Oh, basically. Oh, I better yeah. not talk about being, you know, atheist or agnostic or whatever oh. because, you know, my family would. But then there are some who are like, wow, something is not right in my life. I need, they're searching for something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, you know, I, I, th- I, I think that's kind of a, 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 a cool way to get to there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what brought me back to there is because yeah. uh, I wanted to find – I wanted to do things differently. I really wanted a change. Mm-hmm. And and I, I didn't – and I, I could read books. Yeah. And I could, you know, go in my room and think about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, but I think it, it took actually act, actively trying to, mm-hmm. you know – Seek out a community, mm-hmm. see how people interact with each other, and these are imperfect people, you know, just like me. Yeah, and uh, they don't always, they don't always kind of like deliver what I'm, mm-hmm. what I, what I was kind of hoping for. But yeah, you, but like you said, you know, God's not Santa Claus, right? And neither is church, <laughs> right. And, and, right? You know, you can go, you can go to church, and mm-hmm. you can study, you know, the Word, and you can mm-hmm. devote yourself to yeah. it, but. It's an imperfect world. Right. The best thing you could do is is kind of open your heart and reach out mm-hmm. in all directions. Because like I said, you know, opening up your heart mm-hmm. and, you know, getting rid of the old animosities and fears mm-hmm. 
you know, dreads. Like, yeah. am I going to get my denarius? Yeah. You know, is that guy getting more than me? Right. Don't I deserve better? Right. What's wrong with this picture? Once you open up your heart and release those fears, mm-hmm. you know, you can see that, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you were there all the time. Right. Oh, my goodness. You always loved me. Right. I'm here naked, stripped bare, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Right. Because you always saw me who, for who I was. Right. You always saw mm-hmm. me in an honest way. Yeah. And the reason why I brought, you know, I think about my Christianity I wonder about what I would call the quid pro quo Christian. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. it's like, okay, here's the deal, God. I will come to church. I will pray. I, I have knelt <laughs> here for ten minutes. <laughs> right. So what, what am I getting back in return? You know, what's is is this fair? Is this not fair? Which jumps back into you know Matthew 20. You know, I of course, just like you, my parents dragged me to church, and you know, I, I did the thing. And actually, I sort of enjoyed church. I, I enjoyed the singing in the choir and doing the theater stuff in the church and just the community. It was very, very um, um, comfortable. It was nice. Yeah, comfort zone. It was a wonderful comfort zone. So you got the fellowship right off the bat. Right, exactly. And then uh, as I, I guess, became older, I don't know if I was ever the quid pro quo, uh, like, okay, I'm going to pray, and then I expect to get something in return, or, okay, I've got a job interview, I'm going to pray, and hopefully (laughs) I'll get it. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but you can get caught into the trap. As of now, I'm a Christian because it feels, uh, not only do I believe in God, and and I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, but I just, I, it's, it's, it's a way, it's almost like me going to work, Uh like, I have, a, I have a regimen, I have a schedule, I have, a, I have this pattern that I'm so used to. I've been doing it for such a long time. I'd feel weird if I didn't. Uh-huh. Um, I'd feel really weird if I didn't believe in God or if I wasn't a Christian or if I didn't walk. You know, it really is a walk of life. It, is, it really is. It's almost like being a career soldier um, where you're not just going in to get your GI Bill and, you know, you want to get out as fast as possible. But it's something like you sort of – I don't want to say built for, but you know that you're in it for the long haul. You know that there are going to be some tough times. You know that you're going to uh, that you're going to feel, wow, I, I, you know, God is with me, but I don't feel, yeah, because I just feel so alone. But um, the, I think if you if you've come to the level of Christianity where um, it's it's just a walk of life, it just fe- it would feel different if you, um, you know, like when I pray, it's something that feels natural uh, to me or communicating with uh, someone about my faith. It's, it's just something or, or being giving, um, being loving, being caring, you know, uh, let, letting go of your, you can have, everyone has a discrimination. Everyone has a sort of bias, but being honest about that bias and and saying to yourself, I'm not going to allow my bias to affect my judgment, or I'm going to be open enough to open my heart, as you say, to, allow myself to change. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone were to tell me, listen, I think black people are really, I don't know, icky or something like that. Instead of being offended, I would say, well, okay, so you're telling me this for a reason. Um, and actually, this actually happens. I was at, in my first year at NYU. Um, this white guy was like, listen, Reg, uh, okay, I, please don't get mad at me. Please don't get mad at me. I'm like, what? It's like, and I forgot what he said. He said, um, are all black people, uh, no, I know what he asked me. Do you ever, do you ever, did you ever want it to be white? Do you ever feel strange being black? And um, I was like, no, I, 
I love being black. <laughs> it's great. But clearly he had that on his mind. Uh-huh. He may have had a bias or he may have had some prejudice against black, but he was open enough to want to talk about it, yeah. open to change, open to uh, letting me talk to him to change his viewpoint. And I think that was important. And so the level of communication that we have with each other through Christianity, let's say you're, you're fellowshipping, or let's say there are issues, or let's say you have questions about God or, or um, his teachings, mm-hmm. or let's say you have questions about your own biases. It's important to talk about that stuff. Well, it, it, it beats shutting it off in, inside. I think what a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, where I, I've met a lot of atheists, yeah. you know, and people who've said, I am not going to be anywhere near this God stuff mm-hmm. uh, because it solves no problems. Mm. It doesn't solve any of my problems. Uh, the, the, there's this whole world of genocide and sure, hatred sure. And, and it's a big old world out there. It's not happening maybe in... Mm-hmm. in, in it's my, not in your face. It's not in my face, yeah. but I know it's there yeah. and I know it happens. I know it's unjust. And how can a God... Mm-hmm. Allow that. Doesn't he know yeah. that that stuff's going on? Yeah. And it's like, you know, as a Christian, I would say, yeah, well, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's quite very, very well aware that's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. But I think until we're given a task, mm-hmm. until we're called to go work in the vineyard. There you go. Um, for whatever reason, if you're called to go help out, on a, you know, at, at a food bank, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you, you know, are called to, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever kind of charity or ministry or something, you know, say you have a disabled, you know, kid mm-hmm. and or a mother with dementia all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine who's got that. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're having to be hands-on caregiver mm-hmm. to someone who matters to you. Yeah. Well, that's what God's doing to us. He is like hands-on caregiver to yeah. To those who can't help themselves. Uh, yep. And until you kind of see it firsthand, mm-hmm. I think it is hard to grasp Christianity. I think it's really hard to grasp God yeah. because it takes a muscle. It takes you doing that thing that you wouldn't do ordinarily. Right. Help this person because they can't help themselves. Right. Because you feel compelled to, mm-hmm. yeah, for whatever reason. Maybe they're your husband, your wife, your sister, your right. daughter. Right. You know, maybe they're just people that you're tired of looking at being hungry. Right. You know. Yeah. But until you are, it 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 is an abstract. Yeah. It's it is a thing that you have no control over, and therefore you think God has no control over, mm-hmm. yeah. or doesn't doesn't doesn't. But God gave us free will, right, to help one another. Yeah, that w- that was a the pity and the grace mm-hmm. of both of it. Yeah, pity is is that we don't do it enough. Right, the grace is that when we do, it makes a difference. Yep, yep. Um, I, and uh, I know it seems like the same lesson over and over. Yeah, just because you can't conceive God doesn't mean that He doesn't. Well, just, or just because you can't conceive a thing doesn't mean the thing doesn't exist. But back when you were in NYU and you were talking to that creative white guy, creative because like yes, yes, you to kind of like yeah. you, you know 
wouldn't you rather be white like me or whatever? <laughs> right. You know, I used to play a game when I was in you know theater. I used to, or, or whenever I was really kind yeah. of like I needed some inspiration. I used to pretend to be a tourist in my own town. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, like I never. Oh, I'm like an a, I'm an alien that just landed here and go like, how are these humans working? And I, yeah, you know, just for my own entertainment, yeah. I would kind of like go like, oh, well, I'm going to pretend my life's a movie and I'm the hero. Mm-hmm. You know? It is, a, yeah, we, we get stuck in ourselves. We do. We get really, really, really stuck do. in ourselves. Yeah, we're in a little box. And sometimes it's a beautiful box, sometimes it's a horrible box. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be a fun little box, but it's, you know, a box mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. see it for what it is, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm amused by that what that guy said. At the same time, it seems kind of scary. <laughs> you know? Well, we're, he, was, he was young. We're all young. We're all 18, so, yeah, yeah. and that's what college is all about, you know, um, it would have been more scary if he kept it in his mind and did not talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Then it would have been like, and then, he, you know, you got to know this guy. He opens up one day and says this. You're like, what the hell? Right, right. <laughs> Who the hell are yeah. you? <laughs> Get, getting back to uh, Matthew 20 as far as uh, the, the, not the talents, but the denarii. Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny how we value, there are things that we value in our life. In other words, we don't, there are a lot of people who don't see the value that other people have. In other words, there may be things that are valuable to you that are not valuable to me. And when you talk about sacrificing yourself, like helping someone, like going to the vineyard and working for the master, or let's say you're chosen to work at a food bank or help someone who's in need. Right. You know, there are certain folks who are built for that. Like uh, there's a friend of mine who has a, uh, a daughter who has uh, special needs. Mm-hmm. And I told her, you know, you are so lucky. I'm sorry, your daughter is so lucky to have you because – you're built for this. You know, you were built to take care of. It would have been another mother. You know, they would have tried to pawn off the child to someone else or, or um, you know, do something disasterly. I mean, we hear uh, about it in the papers or, all the time. Or not have, you know, the resources, you know, or, right. the, or the knowledge or the fortitude to, right. you know, to get the best possible help. That yeah. Some people are built to give. Some people simply are not. And, and for the folks who are not, who can't conceive of, let's say, Christianity or just being giving or kind or loving to someone else, even if you don't get anything in return. Back to the story, the people who are working in the fields who are grumbling, they're worried about their what they consider valuable to them, like the denarii they have in their hand and the denarii that they don't have that they feel are owed to them. Hey, this is it? Mm-hmm. I worked 20 hours. I punched in 20 hours. What, what's going on? Yeah. Or something like that. And I invite people to think about the value of uh, that other people. In other words, when you work for, let's say, for someone else mm-hmm. and you don't get anything in return, mm-hmm. there is no quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. You may say, well, what's the value in that? Well, the value is that you're giving a part of yourself to someone else. I think about that Kennedy quote, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. We'll never hear quotes like that again. <laughs> exactly. Certainly not from our yeah, pre- uh, yeah. current president. No. But to embellish that, you know um, – or the, every communion that I go to, uh, the preacher says, uh, he thought enough of you to die for you. Why don't you think enough of him to live for him or to work for him? Well, going back to the story, and we're, yeah. we're, we're kind of getting back there, which I, I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, I always ask myself, you know, in these mm-hmm. parables, and yeah. because it's like a story within a story within a story, you know, because it's like yeah. Christ is telling a story to the disciples who are listening to the story, who is – being written down secretly by Matthew, you know, right, whatever, right, right, you know, right. and then scribes, and then you know, it just like it becomes this 
you know, mm-hmm. kind of like little Chinese box that just keeps like right, that's un- right. unraveling, unraveling. Yeah. But the one thing, because we're actors mm-hmm. uh, by nature, and yeah. we understand how to how to look. I always ask, who do you relate to in this story, and can you be each of these characters in your mind? Huh. I think the yeah. disciples I yeah. think, are right away going like, well, I'm not going to tell anybody this. I'm going to tell. Certainly not going to tell Jesus, but. I'm the landowner. <laughs> yeah. I'm the landowner. Mm-hmm. I'm the one with all the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick a character, mm-hmm. that's the one I'd pick. Yeah. You know, but of course they're going to they're, they're going to you know they're they're mm-hmm. going to relate to whoever they relate to. Sure. I think Christ skews it for us to relate to it as yeah. the as <clears throat> the the grumbling yeah person yeah I think. For some reason, when I first read the story, I yeah. first related to it as the grumbling person, the person who kind of sees the inequity sure. and is the first to go, hey, attention here. Right, exactly. Not fair. Right. Not fair. Right. But I think upon reflection of the story, I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to be the landowner. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, and the mm-hmm. one who gets to make the decision of yeah. – and what a decision of power. Mm-hmm. It's almost a godlike power yeah. to – and there's and what's funny about this is I think in an odd way Christ is saying yeah mm-hmm. exactly I want you to be more like God I want like last week we were mm-hmm. saying you know yeah. forgive your enemies it blows yeah. their minds yeah be the landowner mm-hmm. give everybody the same yeah they'll blow their minds <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> they'll freak out at such you know you know blatant socialism and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah to to connect with uh, with uh, to have the compassion. That the landlord has, you know, if God can have compassion for us, we as God's children should have compassion for each other. Plus, they're going to be leaders of their own church. This landowner, think of him like a, mm-hmm. a leader of a flock. He right. is a, basically a leader of his this flock, the right. flock of the peasants who are working for right. him. And think of it as uh, you're a preacher, and these disciples are going to be preachers, and they're going to have followers, mm-hmm. and they're going to be grumblers. Yeah. And they're going to be people who are pains in the butt to deal with, and right. then there are going to be people who are just angels and easy as hell and happy and grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, more than grateful because they feel like you're giving them more than they could possibly hope for. Mm-hmm. A whole day's wage for an hour's work. Right. God, I love you. Right. right, um, right. So, but you as the as the spiritual leader mm-hmm. of these people, yeah, you have to treat everybody equally. Right. The last is first, and the first is last. Believe me, it's going to simplify your life, dudes. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't cast judgment and mm-hmm. put people in different values Mm -hmm. but value all the same yeah you know your time is going to be easier Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier in the long run yeah they're going to grumble about it Mm -hmm. but guess what everybody's going to get a fair and loving equality yeah from you this is just this is just (laughs) making your your life easier Mm mm-hmm you know, and yeah, yeah. So if you are the landlord, if you're the landowner, mm-hmm. then take a lesson from this. That's start, exactly right. Start, start acting like one. Start living like one. Yeah. Start treating people, yeah, with equal value. And you know that that concept may seem, you know, other people may say, "Whoa, you know, we're not God. You know, th- th- we can't have a God-like complex or whatever." But I think what you're saying is, be more like God. Be more like yeah, God. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> you know, ha- be Christ-like. Yeah, follow. You know, if you're going to follow, right? You know, follow, follow the leader. Yeah, I think Miles Davis says, you know, you know, or, or said, uh, uh-huh. you know, 
if you're going to steal, steal from, from the, the really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. still, you know, you, if you're going to lift a riff, or you know, <laughs> a, well, make sure you're doing it from somebody who's really good. Right, right. <laughs> then you sound good. You know, <laughs> that that is exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And I think you know that's exactly what God. And you know, getting back to remember the um, <coughs> where um, Jesus was in the water, walking on the water. Yeah. And uh, Peter was on the water. You know, it says you can do the same as me if you have faith. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. Faith. But um, <laughs> what did I say? I said you got to have faith. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I like this lesson. I like this lesson this week. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I, I imagine we'll we're, we're going to like find, I don't know. I don't know how much Matthew is left. Maybe a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this, is, uh, this is a wonderful one. So yeah. um, I feel like we've come all the way through it. Yeah. We're almost hitting the uh, the one hour mark. So oh, okay. uh, any anything else before we uh, close close it up in prayer? I had this story, but I you know uh, well, uh, go for it. You don't have to say the whole thing, but no, it yeah. it's it seems like it would be like trying to unpack that would be so much. Sure. But, uh, but I think I think what I really like uh, about this is mm-hmm. uh, is that once again I'm kind of reiterating is like it really gets us to the point. Of what it is we're supposed to be doing here, mm-hmm. you know, what it, what what we're called to do, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and in this world, and 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 I don't want to be a downer or anything, but you know, there's so much talk, especially from our our leader, mm-hmm. about who are winners, no, oh, yeah, and who are losers, yeah. And he wants to make that very very clear, mm-hmm. you know that. It's not a metaphor mm-hmm. that you, you know, either you're winners or you're losers. Mm-hmm. Even if people cheer that they're, you know, behind it in Alabama that, no, you yeah. know, they're so happy that they're getting their health care taken away. I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, but, you yeah. know, you know, if you, if you, if you have to live in a world where someone is superior mm-hmm. and, and, and someone is inferior. Yeah. And. And this, if, if, if anything we get from this parable today mm-hmm. is that like, there's a brand new game in town. Yeah. There's a new, new order. Mm-hmm. And all that winner and loser stuff, mm-hmm. old, old, old. Right. It's not going to work. Yep. It never did. And it needs to be unmasked mm-hmm. and interrupted. And you need to hold people captive with this strange idea that you are going to love them mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. And you need to awaken in yourself the, the idea that there's always going to be that possibility mm-hmm. of something brand new. Mm-hmm. I know it's frustrating. And I know these people who are, you know, you know loving their winners and hating their losers, sure. you know, I know they're not satisfied. Yeah. I mean, I know. Because there's no way that can satisfy them. And, you know, people have a value in loyalty. They say, well, I've been with you for so many years, or I've been a loyal, I don't know, member of such and such for whatever. Mm -hmm. My loyalty makes me more valuable than someone else who's not that loyal, who who just showed up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. And that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've shopped here for years. I should be first in line. Right. Check out. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
It goes on and on and on. That's right. I mean, crazy people uh, like cut you off on the road. I was, I think Daisy was driving with some lady the mm-hmm. other day, carpooling, and uh, she she's like one of those people that inch along, don't let anybody in. And, oh, uh. and then she said, like this one person, I guess had their signal on, and, mm-hmm. and she said to herself, almost to herself, but out loud, she goes like, "Okay, I'm going to be." Nice today. <laughs> I'm going to be nice today and let this person. <laughs> it's like that's the exception, not the rule. How wonderful! You choose to be nice for that <laughs> one moment, just, just for today. Yeah, I just want it on the record. <laughs> oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. So hey, people. Yeah. You know, the last is first. The first is last. There you go. It's a, it's, a, it's easy to remember. It, yeah. Our if, you, if you don't remember anything else from Matthew one sixteen, remember that sixteenth verse. Yeah. Whoever is the first shall be last. Yeah. And whoever shall be last shall be first. All right. So you want to close out in prayer? Yeah, I do. I want to. It's been nice to see you today and talk with you, Rich. Of course. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to say, um, dear Lord. We are so excited and so grateful that you've once again let us come in and listen to your words, talk with your words, and share them. And um, and we're we're patient and we're loving and we're always trying to be. And that's just because each time we do, each time we make that effort, there's the reward. Keep us uh, honest throughout the week, honest with ourselves, honest as you would see us, honest as we would like to see ourselves, and follow your works. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Amen. All right, so here's my little blurb. Uh, you can find you got to have faith. Of course, you're already listening to it, but, you know, tell your friends. Uh, you can listen to it on the Apple Podcast app. That's that purple app that's on your uh, your new iPhone X now it's iPhone 10 now, <laughs> that thousand dollar phone that you, that you just bought, right? Um, yeah, if you have the uh, the iPhone or the iPad, you can click on that uh, podcast app and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. Also, if you are a non uh, Apple user, you can download SoundCloud or just uh, click go on SoundCloud.com and search for you got to have faith, and you will find us. Also, if you are um, one of the old timers who uses uh, iTunes. You can click on iTunes, click on store. You won't have to buy anything. Don't worry about that. Search for the on the use the search engine on the upper right hand corner and search for you gotta have faith. And that is it. Right. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. All right, my brother. All right. Have a good one.